The Gospel of Our Lord Jesus Christ According to John Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the King of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king, but for this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I have ambivalent opinions and feelings about the phrase Christ the King. I will readily admit that Christ may be king of the universe regardless of my opinions and feelings about it. After all, Jesus is part of the one and indivisible Trinity. So when we read about Jesus announcing that the kingdom of God is close at hand, we retrofit Jesus into the phrase the kingdom of God. We see God the creator and sustainer of all as putting Jesus, his anointed one, the Christ, on the throne above all earthly thrones. But biblical or otherwise, there is no metaphor we can use about God that fully encompasses God. Each and every one of our metaphors for God grasp at some aspect of the Godhead without fully capturing God. Can you hear me struggling with the phrase Christ the King? So I tried to not deal with it in this sermon. And as is usual in such instances, God would not let me get away with it. So here go the musings of one who prefers other titles of Jesus. Illogically, I have no problem with the title Lord. As a child, I learned to address Jesus as Seigneur, French for Lord, without thinking about what a Lord was in the world. It was like a term of endearment between me and Jesus, Seigneur. But I should have similar problems to call Jesus Lord, if I have problems with King. Lord is an appellation for a person who has authority, control, or power over others, acting like a master, a chief, or a ruler. It can also be used to refer to a deity with the same attributes. I think that is also how I think of king in the title Christ the King. It makes me think of an overlord who can be arbitrary in his exercise of absolute power. Somehow, my admittedly limited concept of God focuses more on attributes of caring, empathizing, guiding, teaching, and unifying. 
I do understand that Jesus is not always meek and sweet, but I do think of him primarily as a lover, my beloved and lover, your lover, your lover. I'm not worried about sharing my divine lover. I guess that's why I am always so moved by the passage of the Gospel according to John, where Thomas exclaims, My Lord and my God. As for the image of a king, I suppose the Psalms don't help me when they state, Do not put your trust in princes, in mortals in whom there is no help. King is an attribute I see in humans, not in God. It seems to me that in his lifetime, Jesus shirked the title of king. I think he was aware that it was a political construct that reduced him to a zealot who would overthrow the Roman occupiers to restore the kingdom of Israel. But as John the Evangelist has Jesus' answer to Pilate, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Jesus is willing to play with the king metaphor because that is how Pilate understands the dynamic between them. Pilate is guarding the supremacy of the Roman Empire against any competing claims to political power. But Jesus is beyond that power dynamic. His purpose is to testify to the truth, a higher truth than that of any kingdom, especially an earthly one. The only time I understand Jesus as implying he will be king in the Gospels is in the Gospel according to Matthew, where Jesus speaks privately to the Apostles. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man is seated on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. If the apostles are on twelve thrones, who is this Son of Man seated on his throne but Jesus himself? Did the apostles understand this saying as referring to an earthly restoration of the kingdom of Israel? Maybe. Is that what Judas told the high priest Jesus was up to? That may be why they accused him of calling himself the king of the Jews, a title we don't find claimed directly by Jesus anywhere in the Gospels. In any case, that would have been a reductive interpretation of what Jesus was trying to tell the disciples. It seems to me Jesus was referring to a metaphorical kingdom beyond secular ones, a throne he would ascend to after his resurrection. The Feast of Christ the King is a fairly recent one in the Christian Church, having been instituted in 1925 by Pope Pius XI in his encyclical letter, Quas Primas, in the first. It came in reaction to the horrors of World War I and the rise of totalitarian regimes, 
fascist as well as communist ones. In his encyclical Pius writes, the word of God as consubstantial with the Father has all things in common with him and therefore has necessarily supreme and absolute dominion over all things created. In the Gospel according to Matthew, Jesus says, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I do understand the Christian impetus to establish the primacy of God's dominion on creation over that of secular regimes and ideologies. In the face of imperialism or totalitarianism, it is very reassuring to think of God as an almighty monarch who can protect us from the abuses of earthly powers. Maybe there is mileage yet in the title of Christ the King as a means of resistance in the face of abusive uses of political powers. In the meantime, I will focus on what my beloved taught us. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Lord Jesus Christ, beloved, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are my Lord and my God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Make me an instrument of your love. Amen.